This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Welcome in, everybody. Welcome to your Tuesday, 21st of February, just gone midday. You're on afternoons with Staffy in association with the crew at Gull, giving you economical fuel options right around the country. They'll fuel your mission all year round. Fuel your car, your bike, your jet ski, the whole shebang. Great to have their company here. Um, special thoughts, as always, going out to all of the areas that are affected. I know it's um, convenient to say Hawke's Bay, um, but also, gosh, Tolaga Bay, Tairawhiti, the whole area, Murawai, Coromandel, Northland, even people still in Auckland. I was out helping someone clean up on Saturday morning in Manyarewa, and it was amazing, really. They, it was a family with two kids who had gone to the grandparents, and it was mum and dad, me, a couple of people from his rugby league club. And this place was destroyed, not to the extent of the others, but still bad. And um, all they were thinking about were the poor people that were worse than them. So if you're still one of those people, and it'll be a long, long rebuild, I know our thoughts here are definitely with you as we go through the next days, weeks, months. Um, it's going to be massive. Coming up on the show today, just after one, Miyamoto, Kiwi professional boxer. It's just been confirmed about an hour ago she's going to fight for a world title in Auckland in the super bantamweight, the IBO world title fight against um, Tanya Walters, a Canadian fighter. It's a vacant world title belt. Amazing. Amazing. So what a backstory she's got as well. So Mia Motu, uh, just after 1 o'clock. 1.40, Brad Walter, NRL.com senior rider. It's about to get underway, the NRL. Been a big pre-season, including World Club Championship uh, with the Panthers going down. Uh, Bharat Sundaresan, he's an SENZ cricket commentator, coming to us live out of India. So we'll talk through the India-Australia Test Series, which is sort of mirroring, mirroring, one of the hardest words to say, uh, New Zealand-England, um, with one team dominant and one team not. Uh, we'll join Jimmy Smith across the ditch as we do at about quarter to four. We also have our, our regulars, what's making news. We've got draft day Tuesday today, which will be a little bit different. Uh, the vault is up to how much, Sam? We've gone 100 to 150, I think it's 250. Yeah, it's 250 the vault today, TAB bonus bet. So we'll have that for you and we'll have a look back in the day. But, midday madness. I tiptoe towards the subject, women's football, football ferns. We are five months away from the FIFA Women's World Cup being in New Zealand and Australia. Arguably one of the biggest, if not the biggest, sporting event that New Zealand's held. And I think the magnitude of it will be felt when it actually arrives. We're in a pre-season, uh, sorry, a pre-World Cup tournament sorting out the final qualifying spots here in New Zealand. And I've been watching the football ferns and I've been watching a couple of the other games as well. And I'm always, uh, people that listen regularly, I'm a big supporter of women's sport, female athletes, but I'm really struggling with the football ferns. Um, not saying they're not trying, but they just don't look good enough to me. So that's what our midday madness is. Now, I haven't followed women's football pretty much ever. I don't actually, I'm not a big connoisseur of football, but I've been watching because I'm want. i excited about the FIFA Women's World Cup being here in New Zealand. 
and some of the best female athletes in the world will be on our shores plying their trade and entertaining us and it'll be brilliant. I would just love New Zealand to look like they're a little bit better. And I'm not saying they're not trying hard, but I feel like they don't run fast. I feel like they pass to no one. I feel like I don't see shape. But I'm an absolute novice in football. A lot of you people out there are much better at reading football to me. So kicking and screaming, I've brought our international football correspondent. She's a staff member here, but she has played international uh, football internationally, not for America, but um, you hate me saying that you're a good football player, Casey. But thank you for agreeing to come in here begrudgingly. Um, and I've said I'm not going to tee off on the football ferns, but I am mystified how they've got to a ranking of world 20, 22, whatever they were, and they just don't seem up to it. Yeah. Uh, thanks for having me, Seth. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I think they're currently sitting at 24 in the world um, and just playing Portugal a couple of days ago, who I believe are 22nd, and Argentina last night, who are 29th. Um, so all arguably pretty close in FIFA rankings and got absolutely trounced by Portugal 5-0 and then um, looked a little bit better against Argentina last night, losing 2-0, but still... Um, yeah, it just doesn't seem to really be coming together for them on the field as a cohesive unit. And I am friends with some of those girls, have played alongside some of those girls and want the best for them. And I know they're absolutely going out there and, you know, giving everything they have for um, sounding a little bit elementary there. But like, it's just not they're not cohesive together on the field. You're not seeing like a national team quality standard when they step out there. Yeah, so I was. Watching Argentina, and cohesion's a really good term for it, Casey, because they look like they're playing in a team. They look like they've got structure. They've got patterns. They build as they move through the field, creating opportunities, whereas the football ferns look like they've just met each other in the dressing room before they ran out, and they've drawn straws to see which position they'll play. And and no one dominates, no one commands. And I, I haven't seen anything in the last few matches I've watched the football fans have gone, wow, that was amazing. Um, we lack pace, I feel like. Um, and just general on-the-ball skills and structuring a position, a terminus position, which creates a chance. I, I, I'm not seeing that, that I'm seeing from Taipei, Thailand, Paraguay, uh, Argentina, Portugal, Czech Republic. They create yeah, they they look a bit, bit disjointed. Um, I know they've been toying around with a few different formations, which I'm sure they're you know wanting to have a few up their sleeve when they get to the World Cup. But at this stage, you'd almost think that they'd want to be focusing to get one right before they you know move on to the second or the third. Um, I know there's been a couple injuries. Ellie Riley wasn't out there last night. Obviously, um, one of the Fern's strongest players. Um, so. You know, people are stepping in and obviously they're trying out different things with lineups and um, that sort of thing. When you're playing a match every three, four days in the World Cup, you need to be able to have a rotation going on. So obviously they're trying to do all of that, but um, to not see any sort of result or even like anything super, super promising is, is a little bit concerning. They were a bit unlucky in the first goal they gave away last night at the poor deflection, but I mean, you maybe scored zero to be three to one instead of two nil. I mean, it wasn't like it was an unfair result at the end of the match. I'd say mm. it just looks to me. And again, I always preface this: I'm no football fan, uh, no football follower, <laughs> um, and I don't fully understand the game. But 
um, Argentina's second goal, we had five five of the White Ferns behind the ball. They had two go up and they scored a goal and three three of our players just left flat-footed. And I'm just like, what's going on? And my overarching thing is maybe they're just not good enough on the international stage, which is very different to they're not trying. I 100% believe they're trying as best they can, which then led me to why. And we're a small country. Yeah. Um, and when you look at the attraction that the Black Ferns, the Black Ferns Sevens, maybe the more gifted athlete is being drawn to that because they, I think you said a phrase this morning, see it, be it, um, they're world champions, um, they're winning World Seven Series, they're fast, they're strong, they're combative, they're fit. That's easier to aspire to than to be a, a football player in New Zealand at the moment, I think. Um and if you get the young girls going along to watch the football ferns losing 4-0 USA, 5-0 USA, 5-0 Portugal, 2-0 Argentina, it's not aspirational. Yeah, it's um, it's concerning because, like you mentioned earlier, that is the biggest tournament in the world for women's football is coming to New Zealand and Australia in five short months. And it's such a platform to be able to inspire young girls and for them to come out and you know, watch girls from their country compete on the biggest stage and dream to to be that. And um, yeah, the football friends have a long way to go in five months to be able to kind of garner that support from, you know, just a casual fan who might just come out to a game because, you know, the World Cup's in their country. Um, you know, they're going to hop on the bandwagon of the U.S. or, you know, Sweden or another um larger nation um that will be there if they're winning and having results and stuff and look i hope i hope i'm wrong i hope that they can turn this around in five months and um look if you can't get up for the world cup in your own country you're never going to get up for any any match so you know hopefully when they take on norway july 20th it's um an inspired squad taking the field and that it can resonate with with people and young girls watching because um, I know the power that that can have is seeing it right in front of you. How do you react to my opening remark? I have to tiptoe around the subject <laughs> because, as you know, I mean, you've lived in New Zealand a few years now. We absolutely give the All Blacks a toweling, the Black Caps a toweling when they're not performing. And I'm in the media and I'm scared to criticise the football ferns, <laughs> but they are our national representative team Um and the reason I don't want to be overcritical is I don't come from a position of knowledge on the game. So I, I, I have to be, I'm wary of that. But my gosh, I've, I've compiled their games since February 2019. I won't tell you the scores of the teams, but it goes like this. Lin, uh, loss, win, loss, win, loss, win, win. We're going okay. Then, loss, 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 draw, loss, 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 win. Loss, loss, draw, loss, 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 loss. Wow. If the FIFA World Cup wasn't in New Zealand, we'd be providing referees and uh, lines people. We wouldn't get anywhere near it. Five months isn't long enough to turn this around, I don't think. So I want to put the football ferns and ring fence, the coach and the players who are probably doing their very best. And I'd argue they're probably playing the best they can without, without the structure you'd like to see. So outside the football ferns, Women's soccer in New Zealand, women's football in New Zealand, club, school. Is there enough quality, skill, resource going in that area in New Zealand? 
Yeah, it's a it's a bigger question, which I probably can't speak fully to. But I have played in the country for the last few years um, at the Prem and National League level. Um, you know, this past season in Women's National League here, the top four teams out of all of the teams around the country uh, were all Auckland-based teams. Um, a little bit of dilution of talent, maybe, um, or everybody just happens to be here in Auckland, and we played the whole winter league together and then the other teams around the country were kind of formed from other regions uh, so they hadn't spent the whole winter playing together but I don't know I think it, it is it does come down to maybe a development question um, just from the ground up because yeah take away you know the co current coach or the formations and the current players there um, you know if if the issue is that we're just not good enough um, I think that starts at the bottom and from a youth a youth level, like you were saying earlier, you know, like the rugby and the sevens and all of that, like it's normally a country that punches above its weight in sport. Um, and yeah, it's a small nation, but um, yeah, the the rugby and the netball and, and all of that, like in the Olympics and stuff, you know, you guys seem to do just fine. It is why, why isn't football, soccer getting those athletes? Why are they going elsewhere and it it seems like it's in the communities like I see it you know it, like I played for spring western western springs and you know there's all the little kids running around on Saturday mornings and I don't know whether the focus is just on rugby and you know kids lose interest and they want to do something else or I don't know the answer or the the bigger issues but I do think it starts at the bottom at a developmental level and um, then rises to the top. So we've got to look a little bit longer term, I think, because if you look at the Phoenix women's side, I think they've had a win and a draw since their yep, inception. Yep. That's not good enough, and that's that's below international standard, but that's mm -hmm. where our international players are going to come from. They will be getting better, but my word, I feel like whew, I feel like competing on the international stage is on about floor 12 of the football building, and we're still trying to find a park in the basement before we can even start climbing the stairs. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And I think, like you said, you kind of tiptoe around, like, criticizing them, but I think it's it's fair. And as a former woman athlete and, like, wanting equality across the board, like, I think, you know, you have to criticize as much as you lift up. So I think it's definitely fair to kind of have the microscope on them, especially knowing what's coming in five months. And even if it wasn't in New Zealand, you'd be concerned um, because it is the biggest tournament that you're training for and looking to put your best foot forward and to yeah, have results like that. I think their most recent win was against the Philippines, two to one. And they do have the Philippines in their, their bracket um, in the World Cup, which is on paper the game that they absolutely have to win. Um, yeah, hopefully, hopefully they can. Um, hopefully they can turn things around and yeah, get some results. But we'll so, see. So if you could do one thing, uh, like um, we can't make them run faster. That's my real <laughs> beef. Is they just get beaten to the ball. So you can't make them run faster. Um, are they fit enough? Um, you can't teach them enough skills to get them in contention in five months. <laughs> What's something we can change in five months? That's a hard question. I know. Yeah, it's a hard question. Um, and like I said, the desire and the passion, like if you can't get up, get yourself ready and motivated to play in a World Cup game, like you never will be um, as an American. And I know sometimes like we 
get criticized for not being as technical as we should be. And like you, you breed a bunch of athletes, you know, they're fit, they're strong. Um, you know, they're running circles around everybody on the field. Um, and for me as a player, that was always, if I was fit, then my game came. Um, it wasn't the other way around. Um, so yeah, I mean, I mean, I know that they work with some of the top strength and, condition, strength and conditioning coaches in the country. So it's not to say they're not working hard, but um, yeah, I mean, that is something you could improve in five months for sure, um, is your, your overall fitness and um, explosiveness off the ball. But again, I think it's just the cohesion as a team, um, just trying to gel together and and just find that collective, I don't know, motivation to like rise above. Like I said, I've played with some of these girls. I know that the level that they can play at and yeah, hopefully they can find it within themselves to yeah, just come together um, on the biggest stage. Mm. Well, as we say, we're going to be critical of them, but we doesn't mean we don't support them. It means we care and we want them to do better. Casey, thanks for chatting to me today. <laughs> All good stuff. <laughs> thanks for having me. <laughs> so there you go. What are your thoughts, people? 0800-150811, have you watched? Have you been a bit dismayed like me? I'm so excited we've got such a massive sporting event coming to New Zealand. I'd just like our nation's representative at that tournament to be a bit better than what they are. And I have no idea about why and why not, which is why we gratefully thank Casey for coming in. But the record's not flash. What's been your observations, people? 0800 150 811. Love to hear from you.